Hey everybody, Dr. Axe here. Man, so excited to have another episode with my good friend. In fact, one of my best friends, Dr. Chris Motley. And I wanna make you guys aware of a few things. One, Dr. Chris is gonna be a regular now on our show. In fact, he's gonna start co-hosting with me certain episodes at least once a month. And we're gonna feature him on the podcast. Number one reason is, Everyone loves you, Dr. Chris. And a little bit of background on Dr. Chris. Dr. Chris is an expert in Chinese medicine. He has uh, studied uh, a kinesiology and really does a lot with functional medicine. And so one of the things I love about Dr. Chris is anytime I have him on, uh, we're able to really talk in depth about everything from lab work to functional medicine to ancient Chinese medicine to Ayurveda. And he spent his years studying and helping patients from around the world. And he practices both as a virtual practice where people can set up a consult with him online and in person here, actually in Nashville, Tennessee. And as I mentioned, he's a really close friend of mine. So Dr. Chris, welcome again to the show. And I guess now, you know, we're going to be co-hosting some. And so, you know, I'm going to ask you questions, but maybe you'll ask me a thing or two and we can, uh, we're, and we're going to talk Lyme disease today, right? Oh, yes, yes. Thanks so much, brother, for having me, having me on. And I really am appreciative of this. I love the opportunity. And yes, we're good buddies. And I'm glad we get to talk with camaraderie about health. You know, the first person I can go to and talk about anything health is Josh. And I know that I'm going to get solid information. So I really am happy and excited about this. But yes, we're talking about Lyme disease. And we're going to talk about the effects of it, the symptoms. And the reason it became personal to me is because I've had Lyme disease and I have many patients that come into the office that have Lyme. And I know many of you out there that and Josh too knows people that have had Lyme infections. And regularly when I'm around Josh, people are texting him and calling him and asking him, what can I do with any type of condition, Epstein-Barr, any types of malnutrition and Lyme disease. So it's one of those subjects I think is well needed. And I think people see hope whenever they can see that there are some certain natural remedies to help with it. Yeah, I'll mention this. You know, this was years ago too. So we went and we were in Florida, my family, and uh, I, I had a relationship with a doctor who did some really incredible testing. And so we all got tested for Lyme disease myself, my my dad, my mom, my brother, my sister, and both my mom and brother had Lyme Lyme disease. Wow. And wow, my brother had some major autoimmune issues, had Hashimoto's thyroiditis, chronic immune issues. My mom, of course, has a history of cancer and. Uh, serious immune conditions and other things. And so they both showed up with Lyme and they were able to do some things over the years. And I worked with them uh, on, and uh, they also educated themselves. I had them see a few other doctors, but now, you know, they feel great. But, but let's start off with that. I'd love to hear your story about, hey, how did you get Lyme and what was the process of, of healing yourself? Well, it started, brother, when I was about 14 and I didn't have the full set of symptoms till I was around 31, 32. So I was in practice for about five or six years. So when I was in practice, I remember a time when I was treating a patient that I had uh, did one small maneuver on a patient and I felt this numbness and tingling go up my arm and went up into my head. I almost passed out on the patient. And from that point on, I remember going to the restroom to gather myself and I had all the on-site uh, onset of the symptoms of Lyme, such as migraines, vision problems, tachycardia, like heart problems, joint pain, and feeling like my heart was going to beat out of my chest, insomnia, night terrors. And if you look at the symptoms of Lyme, they even go into neurological issues. Like I was having numbness and tingling down the left side of my body. So I thought, am I having MS? Well, I, when I finally had gotten some testing done to find out that I had Lyme, I remember a time when I was around 14 years old and I was, I had a little puppy and I went to go into the woods because the puppy was lost. Coming back into the house, brother, I went through this brush 
And I got to the house and I thought it was dirt all over my legs. And it wasn't dirt. They were seed ticks and nymph ticks. I walked through a nest of them and they were all over me. And they were crawling about, I really did count because I was a bit of a science nerd at that time. And I was like 60 different ticks all on my legs and many of them had attached. From that point, I do remember when I was in my mid to late teens, Josh, I had like insomnia. Like I felt things crawling up and down inside my legs and I would get like an hour or two of sleep at night. And then I had really severe digestive issues and sweats. My hands would sweat all the time. My feet would sweat all the time. And I used to be pretty decent at basketball. And I remember I was very quick, very fast. And from that moment, I got very slow, uncoordinated. So that carried on. So when I, when it was in the thirties, when I was practicing, I almost stopped practice because all of these symptoms were occurring where I could hardly feel like I could think. I felt so much like my head was going to pop open because I had migraines. And from that point, when I started healing myself, I remember that one of my friends up in uh, Wisconsin, Dr. Alan Lindsay had given me some tinctures and we talk about herbs and tinctures and Dr. X is huge on Chinese herbs and how they heal the body. And that's the route we've gone. Like I went through these tinctures and I'm telling you, it started to drain all those toxins and drain all the infections uh, to the point where I, I went further and faster, brother. Like I went quick on it. And I remember that it was pushing it too fast, but it was good. I was getting it out of my system. And as I started to progress, I started noticing the small symptoms starting to fade. So I was taking things like astragalus, artemisia, reishi, certain forms of turmeric. I was taking Japanese knotweed, cat's claw. So I was taking a mixture of these things that help nourish the system, remove it out of my body. And then I started to implement, like uh, when we have multivitamins, when Dr. Axe and I recommend any type of multivitamins and minerals, what we're trying to do is get the liver to clean out. And I, and I started to do that and the strength in my legs started to come back. So that was a step in the route that I started to take. And I'll go even further if we have to, but there is hope because when I felt that bad, I thought I lost my life. I really did. I thought I was going to stop practice. I went from seeing, and as a kinesiologist, if you see more than 20 to 25 patients in a day, you're doing pretty well. But then I was going down to three to four and it was everything I could to actually keep myself up and stand against the table. But now you see me now and, uh, I'm rocking and rolling. I treat people every day. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's the summary of it. Yes. Well, I want to say this too about Lyme disease and I, I love, you know, I, I always love having people, um, you know, talking to people who have overcome this specific condition we're talking about. I mean, it's so powerful when somebody's lived through it and yeah. gone to the other side, you know, I think a lot of times with Lyme disease, people have it and they don't realize it. You know, a lot of times people have, as you mentioned, flu like symptoms, um, migraine, any type of headache, but also migraines, joint pain and discomfort, neurological like symptoms. And sometimes they think it's or major immune issues and they think maybe it's something else, you know, and if you're a person, especially where, Hey, one day you feel fine, but another day you feel like you can't get up out of bed mm -hmm. or you just feel mm -hmm. like, man, just off and on really bad. And then, okay. Some days, a lot of times that's, that's how Lyme patients feel a lot of times, right? Dr. Chris. It truly is like many of the patients that do come in either they've had a testing like you and your family had and it shows that they have Lyme or they come in and they have all the symptoms again, like migraines. They think that they have a flu. They think they just have a stomach bug or they have digestive issues, heart problems. And when a patient comes in and they have no explanation on their blood test, if their blood test says, Oh, everything seems normal. And the doctor said your blood levels are fine. And they had these symptoms and you say the neurological symptoms, my first thought always is going to be Lyme. Even the CDC, I was reading a report where they will say that if you have MS, Parkinson's, ALS type symptoms, that Lyme and co-infections of Lyme are another possibility. Even the CDC is saying that now. Wow. So I always send patients to go get that. And 
I wanted just a little backdrop. Whenever we have a neurological issue, the reason being, guys, is we'll go through this maybe deeper later, but when Lyme gets in the body, it creates toxins. And that's why Dr. Axe and I are so big about you got to remove the toxins because ammonia will build up. They produce ammonia. They can get in the brain they get in the muscle tissue. And then you start having the twitches, paralysis, can't think, memory loss, the fatigue, and your joints hurt all the time because that ammonia can get in the joints and wreck the ligaments and collagen. And that is one thing with collagen and putting good bone broth in there. You would not believe how many people build their tissue back up in their joints with Lyme and can actually like come in and walk without pain just from the collagen. And you mentioned a word there, Chris, I think it's so important that's build the body. I think here's the problem with the way a lot of other physicians treat Lyme disease. Because I remember when I was first getting into practice and seeing patients with Lyme and seeing how other uh, physicians treated it, what they mm -hmm. would tend to do, now this still happens a lot of times in the conventional medical community, somebody will go in with a Lyme infection, they'll be prescribed an antibiotic drug, just a conventional antibiotic, mm -hmm. and that patient sometimes feels the same or sometimes they feel a little bit better for a couple of weeks, then all of a sudden they start feeling a whole lot worse. It's, it happens a lot. Like what will happen is I was reading reports about, because I have patients that come in with te on tetracycline or doxycycline yep. and they said everything felt pretty good for three to four weeks. Right. And they, I found out like some of the shells guys, the coating of certain types of not just Borrelia, one of the infections of Lyme disease, but other forms like the Bartonella or the Rickettsia, what they were saying is the outer shell of the, um, the bacteria can respond to other forms of antibiotics. So when the doctor gives you one form, your body may need another type of antibiotic to kill the other co-infection. And this is the kicker. They're so smart that they'll create the biofilm. They'll get in the gut. When Dr. Axe talks about leaky gut, when he talks about all the places they can hide, when they hide, you have to find out a way to uncover them because they will burrow into the tissue. Hey, I'm not trying to sound negative, but that's what can happen if they try to give you an antibiotic. So when you're talking about herbals, reishi and shiitake and different types of mushroom, sometimes when you take an herbal, or have a mixture of them, it's like a shotgun effect compared to like an antibiotic that's one single um, uh, type of effect on the Lyme because the Lyme can get smart. Sometimes you have to try to confuse them. And that's why people will feel bad because they'll hide, they'll burrow in, get in the tissue, wait for that antibiotic to pass through the bloodstream. When you stop taking it, I'm fine, everything's great. And all of a sudden it's gone, they come back out. Yeah, I, I think it's so important to mention. And, and I think we're realizing this today, or at least you and I talk about this. Infections can be smart, viruses parasites, yeah. bacteria, these things are, they, they to a degree have some level of intelligence to where they uh, will go and hide in different areas of your body. They'll spread to different areas of your body. And sometimes they're very hard to get rid of. And Lyme is at the very, very top of that list as an infection that is very hard to destroy. And here's the reason why. Mm -hmm. Most people's systems are too weak to kill off Lyme itself. And that's what I know you and I are all about. So again, this is just so key just for everyone to hear. The way that Dr. Motley and I really approach Lyme disease is that we have the body kill it. Now we give some herbs, we give some other things. So we do give it some support in killing it. But here's the key. Your body has to kill it itself. Most people's bodies are too weak to kill the Lyme. So they try and take an antibiotic or do other herbs like oregano or other things. And it never fully kills it. You, the key to killing Lyme disease is you, you strengthen your body, you get your organ systems healthy enough to where your organs and your own body 
actually kills the Lyme. And that's what a lot of these physicians are missing, both in conventional medicine and even some in the natural space. So there's a lot of functional medicine doctors who will call themselves that, that they're still not getting to the root cause of the disease. And to heal yourself in Chinese medicine and Ayurveda and these ancient forms of medicine, it's all about strengthening your body and your organ system. So Chris, I want to mention this. We're going to get into this here. In TCM, there's three main root causes of Lyme disease, somebody not getting rid of it. Mm -hmm. It is a weak immune system. It's a, a liver issue, over, over toxicity of the liver, mm -hmm. and a blood chi deficiency. So undernourished or, or issue with blood. Ryan, would you agree with those three being the big three? Completely. I reinforce everything you just said because I remember you had said this on a former podcast and you also put on one of your posts, which I truly appreciate where you were talking about like, we're not trying to depend on all the herbals and all the supplements and vitamins necessarily to heal you. It's like what we're saying is exactly building your body is strengthening. And when we talk about blood, blood deficiency or chi deficiency in Chinese medicine, when you intertwine that blood deficiency, the nutrients within your blood, blood wow. is the physical manifestation of chi because blood has polarity and the red blood cells connect with with electrical conductivity which is brought on to by minerals and vitamins so when we yeah. talked to dr axe and i talked to you about taking your vitamins and minerals increase the blood flow the chi and when we get the liver to actually function properly in chinese medicine it's so important that we have organ systems communicating with each other if the liver is flushing well mm -hmm. the kidneys are flushing well you got your body actually activating your immune system because remember guys the liver, when it's working well, means that your vitamin D receptors on your cells are really healthy and strong. Taking that vitamin D will actually increase your immune. You kill this line when it comes back out of tissue. And that's, brother, remember how people say this to us all the time. They go, well, they never say you get rid of Lyme. I said, that's not the point. The point is to increase your immune and strength. And anytime you get a virus, Epstein-Barr, strep, staph, Lyme, you have the strength to kill it yourself. And that's our goal is to see you, like the person come in. Because you see it, as I, and I have too. They'll call you and say, I've got 50 different supplements and I'm like, you, they are trying to throw something at it to kill it. We're trying to strengthen you. That's right. In fact, in fact one of the other things that happens, if you're taking 50 different supplements, it a lot of times your liver, now sometimes your kidneys, but those are two organ systems that are probably two of the most important Chinese medicine. They're kind of having to work sometimes if you're taking the wrong supplement. So taking the wrong supplements with Lyme, if anything, can set you back a little bit because your liver is having to process so many things that it has to oh, overwork. Yes. So that's a, you know, that can be a big deal. It is like whenever the chi, whenever the electrical activity of the body has to take, let, let's say you had to take five or 10 things that weren't walk, working congruently with each other to help build your strength, your body will go, Hey, I got to tear this down and try to metabolize it. So that actually yeah. can drain your battery pack. And so whenever we are looking at somebody, like I love in Chinese medicine, when we look at the facial diagnosis and when I'm over at Josh's place, he'll show me pictures of like individuals with their tongue and their cheeks. And what you do is you get these signs and symptoms and we go, man, this person is completely deficient in this. And it's a very encouraging thing to us because we literally see physical expressions of the deficiency. And then you can, you can get the right recommendation. Yeah, it's pretty easy. I mean, we, we can look at someone's face or someone's tongue or feel their pulse and tell quite a bit. And, you know, looking at somebody's, uh, you know, tongue, for instance, if there are ridges on the side of that tongue, we know that's an issue with the, with the digestive system, with the pancreas, especially, uh, you know, they call it that spleen chi deficiency there. And sometimes that is also connected with that liver there as well, when you have that with those indentations on the side of your tongue, we know that white coating, that's dampness, and that can really sit 
in the entire digestive tract that happens so frequently and the liver actually as well. So, so Chris, let's dive into some practical things here. I just want to mention, guys, just as a frame of reference, Chris and I have used the word qi. That's a, that's a word in Chinese medicine that essentially is related to your, in, in, Amer- you know, in Western medicine, what we would call your adrenal energy. Think about your body's battery. Like if you had a battery on your phone, like is your body at 80%, 50 30%? And that's a big part of healing yourself. We, met, we mentioned that earlier. Where is your overall body's energy level? What is that battery life at? That's what qi is in Chinese medicine, or we'd call it ATP, which is you know, you know, a big part of your, your energy that you'll use yeah. in Western medicine. But that being said, it's really important if you're going to heal from Lyme, that we pump up those adrenals, that we strengthen and that your liver is detoxing, uh, you know, in a really strong way, and that your immune system is strong. We also mentioned blood, you know, that your blood is healthy. So let's dive into a few things here, Chris. You know, actually, I'm going to cover the foods to stay away from, and then I want to have you talk about some of the best foods and the dietary philosophies sure. in order to heal Lyme. So some things you want to stay away from that's going to weaken your body, sugar, right? Any type of sugar. And what that's going to do is that's going to essentially uh, – cause yeast overgrowth. It's going to drain your battery as well because uh, sugar is going to cause inflammation as well. That's something a lot of these organ systems have to deal with, but you want to stay away from sugar, refined grains, and being really conscious of the gluten. Okay, Wheat is the biggest culprit. So staying away from wheat and white flour products, staying away from the hydrogenated oils, big reason there, that overwhelms the liver. If your liver is overwhelmed, it becomes very, very difficult to heal from Lyme and then the other thing is staying away from, um, you know, just generally speaking, anything artificial and anything full of chemicals, conventional dairy products, conventional meat, again, more things that the liver has to deal with there uh, as well. So those are some of the big things that you absolutely want to stay away from when we're talking about Lyme. And then the other thing I mentioned, just anything with pesticides, pesticides, fungicides, anything sprayed with Roundup. If you're eating a lot of food, especially meat and dairy that's non-organic, they're going to be loaded with these things that are going to overwhelm the body. GMOs, you got to be conscious of those too. But those are the big things you want to stay away from. Truly. And the things that we see when we try to incorporate things that are good, when you start to eat a clean organic diet, I love, um, I had a patient um, that Josh had sent to me and Josh had seen her a while back and he, uh, she was talking about how Josh had encouraged her to uh, stay off certain types of proteins like animal proteins and it was the best thing for her and this lady was in, in fighting like different types of um, unusual inflammation like and she had some old past cancerous activity and I'm saying even with Lyme I encourage patients to do more of a plant-based diet like a whole foods plant-based diet whereas we talk about smoothies like bone broth if we talk about collagen if you talk about anything that could have a natural source of mineral and vitamin to add into the system to help encourage ATP and so when I say stop with animal protein don't get me wrong guys I'm not saying that animal proteins like you know beef are all bad I'm not saying that when you first start to kill off Lyme what we have found is if you have excess beef like Josh was talking about, those can actually, they're amino acids. It's a protein, and those can be shunted into an ammonia pathway, the urea cycle. So if you have lime and you eat a lot of beef, because some people say, I need the iron, because you hunger for the iron, because what does lime do? It eats your iron. And so you want to eat a lot of beef, but the problem is if it feeds the ammonia cycle, you start to get the brain fog, the joint pain. And so the first two weeks to four weeks, I actually invite them to say, do a great plant-based 
you know, nutrient diet and more of a vegetarian. So what are the foods I would recommend? Everything organic. And I would say almost a keto diet. When you start to get out of that three to four week range of doing more keto in the sense of vegetarian, then move into getting good grass fed beef or doing something with good trout or salmon. And I'd say this, not to be so general, but low sugar, low carb, moderate proteins, and, you know, a pretty good amount of healthy fats, as Josh was saying. So I always encourage my patients, I tell them, we got to find the good fats for you, whether it's an avocado oil or an almond oil, any type of oils to add into your food, good greens, good greens, make sure that you have a good um, amount of leafy vegetables and good mineral rich. And that may sound a little vague, but guys, just follow an AID diet or a keto diet, anti-inflammatory diet or keto diet. I've seen those two in general help a lot, but the first two to four weeks, more of a plant-based whole food diet. That's the best. Yeah, it's great advice, Dr. Chris. And I want to mention a few things here based on Chinese medicine. When we're looking at, um, we mentioned immune health, liver health, and blood health. And there are different foods based on colors and different things that are going to support and build those organ systems. Let's start off here with immune health. Foods that are going to support your immune system are going to be foods that are that light yellow or white color. So as Dr. Chris mentioned, just hitting on a few here, um, we're talking about onion and garlic. We're talking about miso soup. We're talking about chicken bone broth. We're talking about uh, even pears. So these oh, are foods yeah. that are all going to really support the immune system. So that white or yellow color, but especially the miso, the chicken broth, garlic and onion, uh, and like a chicken bone broth soup, right? That's one of the ultimate foods like chicken and, or, uh, or like a, or just a vegetable soup with a mm -hmm. lot of chicken broth in it is one of the ideal meals there. And then we mentioned liver. Liver is green, okay? That's what correlates in Chinese medicine. A lot of cooked green leafy vegetables, kale, chard. Um, also, things like broccoli rabe, asparagus, watercress, like sprouts, but doing a lot of green vegetables. And then building your blood. Green vegetables also do that and then beets, okay? Green vegetables and beets are really going to help your body in doing that there as well. So those are some of the, just some specific foods there. They're going to be great for Lyme. And I always think it's also good to strengthen your pancreas and your upper digestive system. So adding in something like pumpkin in there as well is mm. probably a pretty good idea. Um, yes. And so Chris, one of the other things, I want to talk some supplements here. I'd love to get your recommendations. And why don't we do this? Why don't you, I'm going to have you share your top five and then I'll mm -hmm. share my top five and let's go through our top five sort of supplements and herbs that you have found to be really effective with, uh, for, 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 for Lyme. Yeah. The first, I would say the top five, if you're talking about single herbs, I love Artemisia or Sweet Annie. Artemisia is one of the best anti-parasitic, antimicrobial that I've seen work on patients. I love that. There's another one that the Chinese use. It's called, it's a chrysanthemum. It's literally chrysanthemum. It's a, it's a powder chrysanthemum. They call it, it's a mortifolium. So we call it vital guard, but that that's number two. Um, I do love Japanese knotweed. Japanese knotweed is just so astringent and it's a bit bitter and it goes in there and clears out a whole bunch of the infections. Um, I also like another Chinese herb. It's called Chinese coptis. It's, um, it's one of their natural antibiotics, but I found that it will kill viruses, bacteria, mold, and even the Lyme. Number five, I'd say, man, you and I love uh, mushrooms. I've seen mushrooms do really well. And I, guys, and, and uh, different people can handle different types of mushrooms like reishi or shiitake or uh, lion's mane, but many of them have different effects. And I know that, but the comprehensive mushrooms I've seen really do well with patients that have any type of Lyme. So we can add in more, but those probably guys are my top five that I've seen really work very quickly and very fast. 
Yeah, great recommendations. I don't want to mention this here. You'll notice Chris and I have some different ones here and a couple that will overlap. But I just want to mention the five he recommended are fantastic. And I also think here's an important thing to remember. It's also great to be under the care of somebody if you have Lyme disease, because a lot of this stuff is personalized. Now, some of this you may be able to tell from what Chris and I are talking about that, hey, you have this type of Lyme disease or your biggest deficiency is caused by the liver or maybe for you it's blood, or maybe for you, you know, hey, it's just, it's my immune system. That's the problem of why I cannot get rid of Lyme. So some of these different herbs that Chris mentioned, I will mention, are really addressing, we would recommend very different things for different people. Exactly, yes. It's always so unique to the individual, isn't it, brother? Like it's almost, guys, remember, we're talking about your uniqueness, your genetic uniqueness. So some individuals can tear apart the Chinese Coptus or that better, better than somebody else. And so that's why when you do find a good holistic healthcare practitioner, it's good to find one because they'll know your body. Because remember, it's about the liver. Remember, your genes will determine how your liver detoxes because you can be different than your brother, your sister, your family. I mean, that's just how it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I know I'm going to get questions about this because my customer service, you know, we get calls after a lot of times we do podcasts or I get a lot of messages on Instagram and Facebook. But I want to mention, hey, if you're a person looking for a holistic physician to help treat your Lyme, I do want to recommend, hey, Dr. Chris here, you know, this is, he mentioned earlier, I send patients to you all the time. I've had my mom go see you, you know, uh, on, on occasion too for some treatments. And so anyways, that being said, hey, you can go to drmotley.com. That's D-O-C-T-O-R, like you spell doctor, and then mm-hmm. Motley, M-O-T-L-E-Y. So drmotley.com. And Dr. Motley here actually also has an entire program for treating Lyme disease. So again, mm-hmm. if you go to drmotley.com, you can either see him one-on-one for a consultation. You could just, hey, do his whole program that he has laid out for you. You could do that program. Check that out at drmotley.com. Uh, there. And then, um, so I'm going to go through my five here, Dr. Chris. Yes. I want to hear the five. Yes. So my number one here is, uh, when one, I know you recommend it wasn't in your top five, but one you've prescribed before, but it's astragalus. Like the thing I love about astragalus is it's, it's so building and strengthening, uh, especially of your immune system. And so I mm-hmm. think long-term, and I think one of the things that's going to be different about our two lists, your, yours are a little bit more, Hey, you have a patient and they need help now. Like they're like a serious case. You know, mm-hmm. the, the herbs that you recommended, a lot of those are going to be very good for treating the infection very mm-hmm. early on, you know, and people seeing those results fast. But one of the things I love about a, a, astragalus, I think almost everybody with Lyme can benefit it from long-term because it's so immune strengthening there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also like do, taking a probiotic. I think a probiotic can be very oh, good. That's yeah. a soil-based organism. Probiotic is good. One of the other ones I've actually, um, you know, when I referred you a patient who had Lyme that I saw she was taking... Uh, was uh, Smilax, also known as sarsaparilla. Oh, yeah. So good. Yeah, so why, why don't you actually talk about that herb a little bit because I know you have recommended that. What are some of the benefits of sarsaparilla, also known as Smilax? Smile, think about sarsaparilla, it's like root beer, guys. It's like literally it sarsaparilla is. root. And yeah. they have different forms of sarsaparilla. And I didn't know that, um, Josh. Like, I remember when I first heard about it, they said it was very anti-spirochete. Like, it would actually kill off Borrelia. Well, I didn't necessarily research this in the past, but Smilax, and man, thank you for bringing it. I've had patients where you give that specifically. If they have heavy Borrelia infection on a test or we yep. find it through other means, Smilax is like, it's sarsaparilla root. So they grind it up and it's very bitter. Remember, this herb is like, it'll go in and it'll actually cause a spirochete to come out of the tissue, which is a good thing. So you're immune. Like when Josh was talking about how to build your immune that's one thing that is the most important is find the herbs that will sustain and strengthen because why? If you pull it out, 
your immune system has the strength to go kill it. And sarsaparilla will do that really well. And Smilex, I've seen when I've had patients that have felt good for a while, and this happened to me, three months go past and they start to feel like a little off. I've put them on, they'll test well for it. We put them on there is because there was hidden spirochetes like within the kidneys or within the gallbladder and it just started to pull that stuff out. So sarsaparilla roots, it, it's one of the strong. And I, man, astragalus, you're right. I'm telling you, that is the best thing you can do. I should have put that in the top five because like some of the tinctures that I would recommend guys, one of the main things is astragalus. You can't go wrong. Yes. What's your other two, brother? So a couple others here. And I, I you know, so if, and this typically isn't in my top five, yeah. but I'm going to mention it because there are a few people, if your main issue is you've got a blood issue, you know, your issues related to blood and maybe you've also have anemia combined with this. I think Don Kwai can be very, very good, especially for women. If you're a female and you have Lyme and you have a lot of weakness, you just feel really, really weak. Don Kwai can just be a game changer. And again, that's probably like 20% of people. It's not the majority, but I do think if you're a woman and you have Lyme and you have weakened blood, Don Kwai can really be big. And then a few others I want to mention, I do love Japanese knotweed. That was one of yours. I think oh, that's yeah. a good one. I mean, it's, it's, it's good for a lot of things, you know, but I think killing the infection, I really love Japanese knotweed. I'm going to throw one more out there. I love reishi, you know, reishi mushroom in a similar vein to astragalus. I think it's a, it's a immune strengthener long-term. So if you're saying to yourself and realizing, okay, I really want to build up my body so it can kill the Lyme. That's where astragalus and herbs like reishi, I think really are a great, great to do. And they're not as much, those are not the herbs that are going to go and kill the Lyme immediately and directly like something like coptis or yeah. andrographis or smilex you know those things are act they're a little bit stronger in that way these are more of those immune builders but again just for everybody listening be conscious yourself of hey do you think yours is more of a toxicity issue you notice a lot of those liver issues like constipation you know if you've got major constipation you know that's a liver issue or if you know you're you're um you know you're feeling issues to where maybe you bruise easily you know, that's actually liver a lot of times and blood. A lot of times it's actually a combination. It's called blood stagnation where your liver is not moving blood enough. Is a, so all that being said, or if you just know, hey, my immune system has been weak for a long time, then in that case, you probably want to take the astragalus and those sort of things. But this is also why, again, it is so beneficial to see an expert in Lyme. And again, I recommend you can just go to drmotley.com, check him out. If you look, want to know that another doctor, my brother practices, his name is Jordan Axe. You can, I think his website's like Axe Holistic Medicine. So not trying to be biased here, but I know those are two people I've sent a lot. Those are, you, you two are the people I send all my Lyme oh, patients man. to. And also Chris has a great program there on Lyme. All right, Chris. Let's talk about, this is something you and I, I know feel strongly about. And I would say you and I feel as strongly about this mm -hmm. as any doctors or more than any doctors I know. Mm -hmm. And that is how our emotional health affects our physical health. And let's talk about this with Lyme disease because I think Lyme disease as much or like up there with things like fibromyalgia, but as much as any condition out there, there is a deep-seated root with emotional health that can block your recovery if you don't have a healthy mindset and emotions. I agree. I think that um, we've gotten to a discussion about this not too long ago when we are talking about certain things within Chinese medicine, like the organs that get bogged down. And we've talked about how if you ever are trying to cleanse your liver, and we'll use that as an example, and when you're getting rid of all this Lyme and all these infections, co-infections, and your body's trying to filter them out, you can have a two-way street. You can say you could have had an original trauma or something that, let's say in the past, something really infiltrated the liver 
and it was an angry situation, it was resentful, it was hateful, or you had confusion. And it weakened the electrical activity or the strength of the liver. And then what if that Lyme or what if the infections got in within into the liver and started to hold up within that area and started to toxify the organ and not allow the electrical activity or the energy to pass through? Remember, it's all about ATP. It's all about how the electrical activity runs through the fascia, runs through the organ. In Chinese medicine, a lot of times, anytime Josh and I will listen to a patient's um, concerns, we find out the time of day. So what will happen is we know that the liver and the gallbladder will flow into, we talk about the electrical activity will nourish the lung and the large intestine. So if you have a blockage at the liver, your lung and large intestine won't fully evacuate. The lungs help get rid of bad air. The large intestine helps you evacuate. But remember, the emotion is crying, grief. That's the emotions that are tied with the lung and the large intestine. That's just one example, guys. Sadness. And so what will happen is you'll hear people come in and they go, I can't cry anymore. Yeah, because their liver is so congested that it did not allow the electrical activity to go into the longer, large intestine and they can't shed tears. That's why in Chinese medicine, they'll say for anybody out there, they'll hear, what do you mean? The liver controls the tears. They always say it controls the tears. That's why I can't cry. And I feel so sad and I feel depressed. And people like myself say, I feel suicidal. I don't know what's going on. Remember, there could be an original trauma that's holding on. There could be a spiritual stronghold that could be an emotional stronghold. But you have to get the immune system, the strength of the body up. Why? Get the electrical activity to run through the organs to feed each other, to communicate. And you'll notice that you'll actually, your emotional health will go through the roof if you actually can help everything to flow better. It's a huge deal. I mean, and I love the way you're putting this into perspective. And you were even mentioning something there. And this is where, I mean, it's hard, like on this show, like how deep do we go? But I, I do want to just yeah. say this. So because, you know, picture it like this. In, China, in, in Western medicine, there are 12 organs. That's the way that we tend to look at things. 12 organs, and some of them are kind of systems, but some of them, 12 organs, and then some systems. In Chinese medicine, it's more five. There are five organ systems. The brain is kind of part of all of them, um, mm -hmm. but then you have your cardiovascular system. Uh, you have your immune system. You have your detoxification system. You have your digestive system, and you have your immune system. So those are the different systems in Chinese medicine, and different emotions will affect those systems. Here's the other thing to know. Different systems affect each other more than others. And so as you mentioned earlier, that liver, if it gets in a really bad spot, it will actually then go and start, um, you know, it, it, th that and the immune system actually can be really strongly connected and damage Definitely. each other you know yes. if, if, if and so again as you're mentioning like hey if somebody has a lot of frustration or impatience maybe you feel like you're stuck in life like man you mm -hmm. thought you were going places and things didn't unfold like you thought there's two feelings you can have there one is man you're just angry about it maybe you're you're resentful as chris talked about you're frustrated and that starts to build up toxicity in the liver just like being an alcoholic would cause exactly, liver toxicity yes. same thing Yep. And, the, but the other thing that could happen is maybe instead you could say, you know what, man, I, that, I'm really sad. I'm depressed. I'm grieved. And two years later, you're still thinking about it and you feel a sense of loss. Like that's going to affect the immune system, but both of those can affect. So if that liver gets so toxic, it will spill over and then start affecting that immune system. So that's kind of how that works. Right, Dr. Chris? Oh, you get lately, like whenever we think about like, oh, we're always talking about like keeping your colon healthy in your liver. If let's just say the liver got clogged up, the toxins that should be in the liver or in the colon, the liver is supposed to make it basically water soluble yeah. and push it to your kidneys. But what happens when the toxins they get back into your blood 
And so when they get back to the bloodstream, the blood deficiency, plus you have blood deficiency, maybe you have anemia and you get these toxins rolling through, it gets to your brain, your brain feels foggy. And that's where you'll have the anger or the frustration, resentment. And um, we talk about, Dr. Axe and I, about when patients will come in and say, hey, uh, I feel really fearful. For instance, sometimes when a patient comes with Lyme, they will say things like, I've had nightmares, I've had bad dreams. And one of the things in uh, TCM, traditional Chinese medicine, is that you always have fear, dread, or bad memories when the kidneys are involved because the adrenals sit right on top of the kidneys. You have no strength at night, and so you have all these fearful thoughts. So the small symptoms start to add up, and you go, oh, goodness. Now, get this. What if back in the past, when you were younger, you had a very fearful event, and you tagged the memory with the emotion of fear? So every time, like anything, it reminds you of that old memory. And you're going through Lyme right now. It's like, I'm fearful because something now is reminding you of something happened in the past. But just strengthening and encouraging the body with, you know, nutrients, but getting your immune system to work well helps you detach the memory from the old emotion. And I'm telling you, you and I know this. I cannot tell you how many times when a person comes in with Lyme and all the reflex, I'll call them the body buttons, the body buttons on the body that show the reflex points for the heart are hurting. They yeah. literally feel like no joy at all. They can't laugh. That's the number one thing in uh, mm -hmm. in our says like if you can in Chinese medicine if you can laugh the heart is healthy, and guys it's not just saying like oh a little bit of emotion it's like emotional healing is one of the biggest portions of helping somebody with Lyme and the best way to do it build your strength get your energy your ATP going by doing what taking some of these good suggestions yes and this really where is we talk about food is medicine right f f food is medicine for your body. And it's also medicine for your soul and your spirit. I mean, it can make such a big difference in that way. I want to go the reverse here too and mention this. The same thing goes, if you have a lot of negative emotions and you're living in that state, that's also going to cause that organ to be diseased. So I just want to talk about a few of these in Chinese mm -hmm. medicine. So yes. if you are in the position to where, again, let's talk about if it's more of an immune system, system issue, mm -hmm. then that's what Dr. Chris was talking about. I know you talked about this, Chris. It's that's that, um, you know, it's depression, it's sadness, it's a sense of loss. So what is the opposite of, of, of depression? It's happiness, it's being happy, you know? And so yeah. really focusing on building joy and gratefulness. So every single morning, like waking up, going through a gratitude practice, going what you're grateful for, singing, and almost just trying to laugh, like watching funny movies, right? Yes. Like watching funny, that's what you should be doing. So again, have a practice of gratitude, have a practice in the morning of um, singing and praise, and then watching things that are just funny. And rather than all the dark stuff that's on TV today, go back and watch some of the good comedies. Number two, we talked about liver health. That's a lot of that's personal growth. Like if you're not growing as a person and getting rid of anger and resentment, realizing mm -hmm. like you can't control everything. And I think getting in a place where you have more peace and more growth, you know what your goals are in life, you know what your purpose is, you're finding those things, that's going to help that liver cheese start to flow. And in terms of blood deficiency, or let's connect that to the heart, that's joyfulness. That's, oh, yes. You know, they're there too. Yes. And so again, that's also getting around the right type of people because the heart element in Chinese medicine is community. And it's, so, yep. it's also being around a certain type of people. So that's where when you, if you have Lyme, you got to get around supportive and encouraging people and, um, and that's, you know, you're gonna help your emotional state. Completely. I love when you said that. Remember when you get every, any time when you have Lyme and you feel directionless or without any, without aim, the first thing that they'll show you on like on a, um, symptoms list 
like if you go to your acupuncturist, they'll go, do you have difficulty making decisions? Yeah. Do you feel very depressed? And they'll go, oh, liver and gallbladder. Why? That's right. The thing is, we're the wood element. Josh and I are wood elements. And what happened is we have a very good, we like to have a determination. We like to have a goal, set it and go where. But if you don't feel like you have a goal, clean the liver. And I truly love whenever the heart gets so depleted, you will not feel like being around people because you feel like you have abandonment, desertion. I have to be drawn with myself, but joy and being around people. One of the best advice that Josh gave me and our friend Dave, he says, get up in the morning, drink cups of water, cup or two of water listen to praise, be grateful and walk every day. Even if you don't feel like it, why? Cause it's training your body to say, I want to be grateful. I need to be grateful. And like practice every morning to start today. And I'm yeah. telling you, it's helped a lot of my patients. It is. It's such a great practice. I want to mention this too. Hey, if you guys are enjoying all the stuff, Dr. Chris and I are talking about, um, just related to all these natural remedies. Like you want to learn more about the things we talked about, everything from reishi mushroom to turmeric to ashwagandha to Japanese knotweed. Um, I've written a new book. It's out. It's called Ancient yes. Remedies. And you can go to Amazon.com and find it, BarnesandNoble.com or your local bookstore. But this is a book that I've actually I referenced Dr. Chris in there and the way he practices. But going oh, through, you. this is really advanced. If you're saying, I want to learn advanced nutrition and Chinese medicine, all this stuff, and you want to find out what element you are. We talked about the five elements, and it's, yes. so it's kind of like eating right for your blood type, but it's based on your ancient elements. You can check out the book. Just go to Amazon.com, search Dr. Josh X, or just search Ancient Remedies Dr. Axe on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com. You can find that book there. But again, I just, I get a lot of questions, people asking, how do I learn more about this stuff that you and Dr. Chris talk about? These are some of the best ways. Hey guys, I am super excited to announce that I have a new book coming out in February. It's called Ancient Remedies, and it covers how to get to the root cause of disease and ancient healing tips. You're going to learn so much about medicinal herbs, mushrooms, essential oils, CBD, and so much more. In fact, there's a lot of herbs and healing remedies you've never heard of where I get into the advanced nutrition tips. Plus, you can join my exclusive VIP mission team for bonus content, including a sneak peek into the book, Q&As with me, a shopping list, supplement guide, meal plans, and so much more. To get free access, check it out by visiting DrAxe.com forward slash ancient remedies to learn more and pre order your copy today. Chris, anything else we need to hit on when it comes to Lyme disease um, uh, yeah. that, that you think is important? I will say, like, the one thing I would just say I know it's been such a great talk. I think that whenever any of you out there have had like any type of joint pain, any type of brain problems, neurological issues, any type of anemia, because we touched on all of those guys. Mm -hmm. I want to encourage you. I know the symptoms can be hard, but when we're talking about Lyme or its co-infections, because they're made up of Babesia, Rickettsia, Ehrlichia, um, they have uh, Chlamydia, not the uh, STD, but more of the pneumonia type. And you can also have certain types of mycoplasma that are mixed in with it. I'm saying any of those infections can create ammonia. So when you have these symptoms, I want you to know mm -hmm. the body, your body will then send the white blood cells like macrophages to go and destroy what's coming up. So they create ammonia, immune system's called in. When that occurs, your body creates a lot of oxidants, reactive oxygen species. And this is the point. When that occurs anywhere, let's say it's in your brain, let's say it's in your joint, let's say it's in the heart, 
Remember, these infections love to eat iron. They're hemolytic. They will tear your red blood cells apart. So I'm saying any of these type of symptoms that can come from it are explainable. They come from over amounts of ammonia, toxicities, and destruction of the iron. But if you strengthen your body, there are ways. Like we can talk about the herbs. We can even get further later on. But even in the program, and I'm just saying in the program, I just described to you like the small steps why it happens because people don't have hope. But if you know why it happened, you'll understand that that's how they work. And so you can find the necessary means or actions to help alleviate it. So I just want to throw it out there, guys. Remember, there's hope. And I'm so grateful, like, when we talked about the emotions. Uh, that's the one of the biggest parts, guys. So great. Yeah. It is. And so just to review a few things with everybody here. So just remember, like, you know, if you have some of these symptoms, they're explainable. That's the first thing to know is that you're not crazy. If a doctor has told you, hey, you know, it's all in your head. That's not true. These are real things that your body can heal from. Know that. The biggest philosophy there is you want to strengthen and nourish your body so your body can kill lime on its own. We talked about the food. Stay away from processed foods, the toxins. Focus on foods that are going to support the liver, like green vegetables. Focus on foods that are going to support the immune system, like real bone broth. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and focus on e eating foods that are going to build blood, like, uh, like beets or grape. We talked about substance. Chris and I had a very different list. He had things like coptis on there and <laughs> Japanese, uh, you know, not weed. And, and um, he didn't mention this one, but I know he loves Smilax and Sarsaparilla. Love and it. And astragalus yes. and, and Rishi there. But these are all good supplements. But also, remember, it's good to, if you have this and it's serious, go through this with a practitioner. Go to drmotley.com. Uh, and check out Dr. Motley. He does virtual and telemedicine with people all over the world. I know you're doing telemedicine with somebody from London here, you know, and from just all over the United States, all over the world as well, Australia. And so you can, you can visit with Dr. Motley there. And remember the emotional health. Listen, this is good for all of us. Build up your emotional health. Practice gratitude every morning. Go on a walk and uh, do those things that are going to help build your emotional health and get around the right friend group, laugh. Oh, that's part that's so of healing. Uh, yes. there as well. And also want to encourage you guys, check out Dr. Motley on Instagram, your Instagram page, Dr. Chris, one of my favorites to follow. So just search Dr. Motley on Instagram and uh, want to say, hey, thanks everybody for listening. Just know your body can heal if you yes. use food as medicine, like we've been talking about. And Dr. Chris, thanks again for being on the program with me. By the way, again, I want to mention this again. You're going to be seeing Dr. Chris a lot more. Him and I are going to start co-hosting and doing a program together uh, every single month. Uh, and we're going to talk about everything from, you know, uh, autoimmune disease to balancing hormones to boosting energy to, oh, you know, advanced nutrition topics so it's gonna be so fun thank you my friend thank you brother it's it so great so thank fun you. awesome hey thanks everybody for listening we'll be back next week with another podcast and thanks again to dr chris motley hey guys thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode make sure to go to my recent instagram post and let me know what your favorite part of the show was also don't forget to follow me at Dr. Josh Axe there on Insta, where I cover the latest health trends, natural medicine, and so much more. Also, if you're loving this podcast, do me a big favor, head over to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. Thanks so much for being on mission with me. See you next week. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed in this podcast are not medical advice and have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests.
In some cases, individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein.